We're back after the World Cup break, but we're coming back with uh, a bit of a sombre note to start with. We're going to have to think of an that head of community, Tom Flower, has sadly passed away. I think this is something that shocked everybody connected to Wigan Athletic and wider around Wigan Borough as well who knew Tom. The podcast crew here, we knew him extremely well. I counted Tom as a, as a friend. We've lost somebody who was very, very good for the club, but not just for the club, but also for the Borough of Wigan. Really sad times. Yeah, it is. And I, I don't think you can understate Tom's role in saving the club because it was the sense of community that's been fostered by him over the years that came together and put some action together to save the club. We had that backup plan if we needed it. And a lot of the credit for that, albeit not direct credit, indirect credit, has got to go down to Tom Flower. Sadly missed. I think the other thing to note as well is that, you know, Jonathan Jackson, who obviously, you know, was certainly friend of the podcast and very much involved in the in the running of the club for a number of years. Um when he heard the news, he, he was very much, obviously very sad, like all of us, and shocked, but was was also noting that he was an absolutely sort of integral part, really, of building the community trust into what it what it is today. Award-winning uh, community trust. Um, so, sad news. Um, obviously, condolences to uh, family and friends. I've worked with Tom uh, over the years on, on several different projects. I've been involved with some of the stuff down uh, with the community themselves, doing things, uh, exercise for men mainly. But also my football club, Wigan Walkers, he's championed that over the last few years. He's been brilliant with us, uh, got us a home at the academy, what used to be the, the soccer dome. Um, absolutely fantastic. And when you work with him and, and speak to him like that, you, you get to know yeah. the man. And, you know, he's in a job. His job is head of community, but it's more than a job to him. He's, you know, he's, he's such a genuine, genuine fella. And he's going, it's going to be sadly missed. And I think we've got a, a massive hole now to fill. And uh, I don't think anybody really could, could step into his shoes, you know, and, and do what he did. He was, I think he was definitely a one-off brilliant man and, you know, such a young age as well, so really, really sad. And, and looking at his legacy as we're, we're moving forward, I mean, he's just launched a Christmas appeal as well, you know, to look after the vulnerable people around town, get, get them things for, for, for Christmas, get hampers for them and, and uh, warm clothing, etc. So that's something that I hope as a, as a fan base we can get involved in and support that, and I think that will be a good legacy. But there's so much, like Adam said, there's so much that he's done around around the borough and set up and started that's that's going to go on for, for years and years and the fans fund as well adam quite a, a large chunk of that's gone to the community as well hasn't it we're working with with tom and, and going on to different projects it was put out it was put out to members do a number of different projects um because obviously we we, we had that initial money there was left over from the, uh, the 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 first donation in the uh the early days of administration, but I think I think it, it, you've got to have somewhere where the money's in safe hands, and you know that it's going to be used um, in a in a way that it is it, required to be used. So the the the, the uh, initiatives that you just mentioned, also grassroots football, which I think is absolutely sort of integral, you know, to the 
to the community you know that, that's also been uh, supported as well you know you look at different ends of the different different ends of the generations really you know old and young have all benefited uh, from the community trust and I know they did a few special special editions didn't they of podcasts and things over the administration as well talking about the community I'm pretty sure you probably probably appeared on one of them at least Barry yeah, I did. Uh, and, and Tom's been on with us as well, and said he's been on. And, and yeah. uh, just a, a massive shock and just a, such such a shame. And I, I think I speak for everybody, really, when I say he's going to be sorely missed. And condolences go out to his, his family, his friends, and, and all his colleagues as well. Uh, while we're on the subject, you know, sort of the, um, the, the sort of sombre mood, um, I mean, we'll, we'll obviously pick up as we look forward to the next match uh, in, in a moment. But I think... You know, Latix as a community, uh, I think it always comm- commemorates its uh, long-serving fans. And one of those in particular who passed away uh, in the last couple of weeks was Les, Les Thompson. And I knew Les Thompson quite well because he was actually um, my uh, good friend, Darren Thompson, who emigrated to Australia. Uh, he's a big listener of the podcast from Sydney. Uh, so uh, hello to uh, all our Latix fans uh, over there. We actually travelled over to um, to Australia, my, my friend and I, to uh, to watch the Ashes, and and Les was uh, Les was with us on that trip as well. So uh, that we were ju- that was during a run where Latix had lost eight matches in a row, I think, in the Premier League. <laughs> But we were watching all the we were watching all the games, and uh, it was always interesting to get his views. And uh, in recent years, he's all Les has also been a big listener of the uh, podcast, and and sort of enjoyed it as well. And it was good that Darren could sort of get over get over here and sort of you know sp- spend those last sort of special moments really um, with his with his dad, who will be who will be so sorely missed. So um, again. You know, condolences to uh, all friends and family of Les. And um, but I think Darren will probably be just about landing in Sydney as we speak. So let's hope he's had a he's had a good journey uh, journey back. And, and 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 I'm sure he'll get a lot of support from his um, wife and uh, and his two two boys over there in Australia. Sad news, sad news, Adam. Right, let's uh, let's pick it up a little bit now. We've got we've got something to look forward to for the first time in a few weeks. We've got a football match that doesn't involve England. Well, we have. We've got we can look forward to England as well. Because on the same day that England and France meet, Millwall and Latics have a face off down at the Den. Uh, in the build up to the game, I've spoken with Kai Bennett from at that Millwall pod. So we'll have a little listen uh, to what Kai had to say, and then Charlie's going to talk a little bit about that. Quick score prediction and sort of prediction for Millwall versus Wigan Athletic on Saturday at the Den. Obviously, the Lions lost out last time 3 0 against Sunderland, a result that probably didn't reflect the game. Um, Sunderland, their chances, Millwall didn't. 19 shots to their 11 showed probably who the, who the, who had, who, which team had the upper hand. Unfortunately, Millwall couldn't make that count and got punished for it in the second half. But as for players, Zian Fleming, you can't overlook him. Um, missed a decent chance against Sunderland, but has that quality and that um, and, and and possesses the, the the composure and and it's again quality to to finish any team off. So um, I'll have to go for for Zian as the um, as the star man. You know, you could look at other players. 
Um, players like Billy Mitchell, George Southall have been immense in the midfield. Uh, you know, other players, Danny McNamara, but Zian, Zian will have to be my will have to be my uh, pick of the bunch in there, just because he's top goal, top goal scorer at the club this year. I think he's second or third in the league overall, so he's doing very, very well. As for Gary Rowett, um, he's done he's done a really good job so far this season. We currently sit in seventh. I'm unlucky to miss out. Unlucky to sit just outside the playoffs um, after that defeat. Uh, we could have moved up to fourth to win as well. So it's very, very tight up there. And Gary's done a very good job at, um, at, at really setting this squad down, bringing her back for into play and, and, and keeping keeping that sort of momentum going over the last couple of weeks before the World Cup break. But So, yeah, for me, I think Gary's been absolutely superb. Um, as a, For a score prediction, I'll probably go... Uh, we're really... We're Millwall, listen, Millwall good at home. Um, they've got one of the... Well, if one of, if not the best home record in the EFL over the last couple of seasons. So I always have to back us at home. Um, so I'm going to go for Millwall 2, Wigan 0, and I'm going to go for Zian Fleming. And I'll put Tom Bradshaw in there to, to get a goal as well. But no doubt about it, we're going to cause us problems. They're a good side and they've got some decent players. So you know it's one a team that we can't take lightly because if we do, we'll get punished again. So I'm going to go for 2-0, but Wigan to, to cause plenty of problems in there too. It was interesting listening to Kai, what he was talking about Millwall. And I was also looking at the table just uh, after listening to him just to see where the Latics are in comparison. Millwall's sitting seventh at the moment after losing 3-0 to Sunderland. Latics are in 20, 22nd, but there's only eight points between us. We've got 23, they've got 31, so there's not a huge gap. And I think Millwall, they've not been on the best of run in the last five. They've only won one, drawn two and lost two. They've kept two clean sheets, scored four goals and conceded six. But they have got a few star men. Kai, met, Kai mentioned uh, Z- Zion Fleming, I think his name is. He mentioned him in the in the preview. He got eight goals in 18 games, playing as a centre centre midfield, which is a bit like Will Keane, but he's got seven goals, two assists in 20 games. So looking at their stats and our stats, I do think we can match them, but it's going to be interesting because we've got nothing... Yes, we've played half a season already, or nearly half a season. But with Colo Torre, I wonder how much of this is going to be a bit of a clean slate. And I don't know if... This is a bit of a different game preview look ahead to me rather than the other ones, because we've got Torre coming in as a manager. We've got players out in Spain, out in Turkey, sorry, who've been training with them, who might not have played for us yet. Like Anthony Scully scored in a, a friendly game the other day, so he might get a go. So we don't know. So this is going to be quite an interesting game to look forward to. Well, um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, mean, I listened to what Kai said, and he, he said that he felt we've got some decent players, and they, uh, they have to keep their eye on us. But you know, that's what all opposition fans said, don't they? I bet really he sat there with a with their own record and our position in the table, thinking it's going to be a comfortable two or three nil win this for Millwall. But we've got that new manager, haven't we? We've got that little bit mm-hmm. of unexpectedness coming in, and. I mean, I, I'm going to be um, intrigued to see what what lineup Tory picks. You know, you you thinking to yourself, is he going to be that different uh, than what Liam Richardson was, or and Rob because Ke- Rob Kelly's still there, isn't he, as his assistant? Yeah. So, how different is it going to be? I mean, I know a lot of the supporters will be thinking, let's get at them, let's have a go at them. But I mean, we spoke about this, I think, on our, our last podcast after. Tory have been appointed. We've not have we got the players to to change it round overnight, and we, we all seem to agree that we've not, and we need to take take it slowly. But I'm still very very intrigued to see. I think there'll be 
one or two surprises myself. And you know, you, you've mentioned Anthony Scully there, Charlie, and I don't think you you know you're a million miles away though with that one. And I wonder if we'll go with three at the back and have like a, a an attacking set of wing backs rather than three turning into five all the time, if you know what I mean. So it, it's going to be really interesting. It is, and I, I really don't think you can write Wigan off. Yes, you can look at the table and that Wigan are 22nd, but I was also looking, and obviously Kai mentioned it, they've got the third best home form in the league. They've got 22 points from 10 games, but Wigan have got this, still got, after a bit of a poor run recently, we've still got the sixth best away form in the table, 14 points from 10 games, but there's tied seven teams on 14 points, but we're still sixth best if you look at it like that. So we're not, yeah, we might be 22nd, but there's still... Still positive signs for us. I, th- I think even if Liam Richardson was still in charge, the the fact that you've had as as long of a break as what you've had would have given you a chance to work on things, and it would be like you say, it's a bit like it's a bit like doing the the start of season review without any preseason games to go on because you've got a rough idea of what the side's going to be and how they're going to play, but you've not you know you you're not going off what happened the last fortnight. You, you're kind of guessing a little bit and then you throw um, Cole O'Turi into the mix, who's obviously going to have different ideas to Liam Richardson. We, we really are just guessing, aren't we? In my view, I think that there will be some changes. I I I think he'll want to play four at the back and I think he'll want to play recognised full-backs. The, kind of the, the, the formation that served us so well last season, um, it's a very attacking formation. Uh, because you, you've kind of got three forward players, albeit you might say two of them sit in midfield. My, my view, it's a 4-3-3 with one player sort of sitting behind. Um, and I'd like us to see us put... To, to, but maybe if Pierce isn't fit, then maybe see a Bennett. He, did, he had probably had his best game, I think, of the season last time against Blackpool. And then we'll see on the other side whether... You know how injury affects the right back position, and for me, I think it it might be um, what 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 and um, Edmonds Green, because I I just think that if he wants us to play it out, I don't think tilts tilts the man for that. It doesn't look good for Kerr, does it at the moment? So um, yeah, I I think we'll go four four three three. It'd be interesting to see what that three three midfielders are, but I, I, I'm not overly concerned about that because I, I think they're all good players. Um, I like I like Naylor, I like Shinny, um, I, I like Max Power, obviously I like Will, Will Keane and, um, you know, if we could have a, you know, a Lang, Wyke and uh, McLean three up there, I, I, I think I think that might might be the way to go and that, that still protects us you know, from 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 a good attacking side, but I think it gives us a lot more going going forward. I'm not a, I'm not a massive fan really of this uh, three centre backs and and wing backs. Is there anybody you don't like? That's what I'd like to hear coming from you. Um, no, you you don't need to say. You don't need to say. We'll keep H- it secret. Hitler. Who? Hitler. Hitler. Who did he play for? Austria Vienna. Vladimir Putin. Oh, I'll leave that in. I'm going to leave that in now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's going to go yeah. out on the, on the Christmas special, that one. Um, is Charlie White injured? There was rumours that he hadn't gone to Turkey, so uh, I don't know. And 
Uh, Jack Watmore, didn't he go off against Blackpool with an injury as well? You know, is he? Is he going to? He did, but well, that's a month. That's a month ago, isn't it? That's the that's yeah. the intangibles but... that we don't know. Um, I think Adam hinted. I think you might see Ryan Niambi play if he's got over his injuries that he had. But you know, we we don't know what news is coming out of the camp at the moment. Nothing. I know Ben. Amos based, back. It's just based on a fully fit side, isn't it? Really, if you've got a fully fit squad, that's what I go with. But I don't know. I don't know who's available and who's not. Sorry, who's, Charlie. Who's back, Charlie? I know Ben Amos is back in training. I've seen pictures of him um, out in Turkey, and Will Keane's back playing as well. I know he went off. Was it a groin injury he had against Coventry? And yeah. I know he's back. I'll tell you what, since we played Coventry, there's a lot happened down there, hasn't there? Oh. That's for another day. That's for another day. That's for a different podcast. That's for a Coventry podcast. <laughs> yeah. Who's the referee, Paul? Uh, the referee is Mr. Keith Stroud. And he's from Hampshire. And he last refed us away at Sunderland in October, which was a 2-1 defeat. So far during his career, Keith Stroud has taken charge of 16 Latics games, of which we've won just three. And the last of those three was away at Blackpool in 2015. And his card watch so far this season, he's taken charge of 17 games. 14 of them have been in the championship. And during those 17 games, he's issued 90 yellow cards, two reds, and he's awarded two penalties. That's Keith Stroud, who will be a referee for the trip to Millwall on Saturday. So moving on to the previous, we've played Millwall 33 times, winning nine, losing 13 and drawing 11. So they clearly have the the edge. But um, let's go back to our first meeting um, before Barry's time, even this one. FA Cup third round tie on the 12th of January 1935 at Springfield Park. Uh, an infamous name in our in our past, Robert scoring the only goal in a in a four one defeat. Our last meeting was a one nil home win, February twentieth. I remember that one well because that was my birthday uh, celebration, and it was the penultimate game before penultimate home game before the pandemic. Our last visit to the Den came on the 26th of November 2019 and ended in a in a 2-2 draw. We've only won once at the Den previously, which was in August 2004. Ellington and Roberts grabbing a goal each in a 2-0 victory. Uh, the game that I remember uh, from uh, Millwall away, it should have certainly been two wins because I seem to recall a game, I think it was in 99, when we were 3-0 up. Seem to remember Andy Liddell scoring an absolutely brilliant goal, but we still managed to draw the game uh, three all. So uh, let's just say we do a little bit of luck uh, down at the uh, at the den. The game I remember at the den, and we should have won that one as well, was the penalty of uh, Josh Windass's when he not only did it go out of the ground, but it went out to London. He hit that that far over the bar. It would have put us two nil. I think we ended up losing that. I think we're two one. We did, yeah, yeah. That was the that was the uh, penultimate game we played. The, the game before the two two, I think. Predictions, tough one, tough one. The greater tone, Millwall. They always are. We know why. It's a it's a bit of a fortress. It's very intimidating to away teams, and it's 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 difficult really because no idea how we're going to line up. Have we? We've no idea at all. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna guess at this. I I, I don't think. 
Colo Turi is going to start his his campaign off with Wigan Athletic with a defeat. But I think we're asking a lot if we're going to go down there to win, especially with our record. I'm going to go for a one-all draw. That's my prediction. Well, you say we're asking a lot to go down there and get a win. Um, I think the positivity of a new manager um, and just everybody's out to impress. I think we'll go there and get a a 2-1 win. I think new manager bounce and I think we are going to be in for a bit of a thriller. I'm going to go 3-2 and I think we are going to go 3-0 up and then it's going to look a bit shaky at the end in old fashion. So I think 3-2 for us. Yeah, I think I'm I'm definitely with Barry on the fact that I mean, I'm never absolutely brilliant on predictions anyway. Uh, I go a little bit mad sometimes with them. Uh, so I'm not going to predict a 7-0 Wigan win. I think it's going to be a very difficult one to call uh, because there's so many variables. Um, but I, my initial thinking, my gut instinct, uh, uh, before Barry mentioned his prediction was a 1-1. One, 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 and I'd definitely take that. I think that would be a fantastic result down there. Really good, solid, solid start. Um, it, you know, he's had a look at his players you know, in, in Turkey, but this is his first chance to look at his players in a proper game, proper competitive game in a difficult circumstance. So if we can get out of there with a 1-1, I'd be very happy. So that's my prediction. It's a full a full round of fixtures on Saturday in the Championship. I'll just run through them. One or two jump out. Blackburn and Preston, which is a 12 o'clock kickoff, giving the Preston fans time to get home and t- ready for the big match at 7 o'clock. Rotherham v Bristol City, that's a 12.30 kickoff. Again, giving the Bristol City supporters chance to get on for the big match at 7 o'clock. Reading v Coventry, that's a 2 o'clock kickoff. Once again, giving the Coventry supporters chance to get on for the big match at 7 o'clock. Blackpool v Birmingham, Borough, Luton, Millwall, Oz, Sheffield United, Othersfield, Stoke City, Cardiff and Swansea v Norwich, all three o'clocks. So a little bit difficult for those travelling fans to get back to watch England, France at seven o'clock. Well, always the Blackburn Preston one, you know, it's a local derby. So that one, I think, it's probably kicking off earlier anyway, that that one. those The, the Lancashire derbies tend to kick off a bit earlier. Uh, so that, that, that looks like it could be um, a good game. Preston have been a solid side. Blackburn have been a weird side, uh, although they're in a very good position in the league. <laughs> It just seemed they were, they were a weird side. I thought we played them off the park when we we, we played them, but um, they just keep picking up wins, don't they? So uh, that's the game for me. I think that'd be quite an interesting one. Yeah, the, the games in and around us. We've got uh, Blackpool v Birmingham. So uh, come on, come on, Birmingham, and Huddersfield uh, are away at Sheffield United. So that's a tough game for them. I I, I don't see West Brom as a for me. I don't see. West Brom as a side that's going to be anywhere near the bottom at the end of the season. I think that we need to be looking at pulling some sides into it. You know, like like Charlton did a couple of years ago. Those type of sides that might might start to drop a little bit. Really, for me, um, Stoke City. You know, looking out for team. Yeah, possibly. And you know, I still don't rate Reading. Uh, I don't rate Birmingham. You know, and I don't think they've got enough points on the board yet to say that they're going to. You know, solid, be really solid, and definitely stay up. And I could see if any of those sides got into a two or three match run, it could be extended to, 
you know, four, five, six games without a win, and then you're you're suddenly in trouble. So I, I do think there's a couple of sides down there that that will won't go down. You know, I never thought Middlesbrough would go down, and you know they're they're looking more at the playoffs now, aren't they? So I I I think there's probably about seven or eight sides that that will be you know fighting out those those three places at the end of the season. If we stay in the division this season, I think it's job done. Yeah, there's three okay. points between us and Rotherham in 16th place. Then you've got yeah. Stoke, Bristol City, Cardiff, Hull, West Brom, and then down to us. All we Sorry, need not. to do is take care of ourselves, and we'll be fine because it's tight enough. You know, we we're still early enough in the season that that we sort ourselves out and and we're clear. Right. Well, we'll be back on Sunday to uh, discuss everything about our trip down to the Den and possibly mention the England game as well. So until then, it's a goodbye from me. Au revoir. I hope that's it. Come on.